Welcome to the Authentic Discipleship Podcast, where we seek to encourage and empower you on how to make disciples in and through authentic relationships, recapturing the heart of the early church that we read about in the Bible. Our goal is simply to equip you so that you can make a life-changing difference where God has planted you all for the glory of God and the good of the world. We pray that you are blessed by this week's episode. episode and excited for you guys to be here and this is uh hopefully it's gonna go good <laughs> this will be the first time uh i have someone on but i am pumped about who it is so uh, join me for the episode today is pastor aj wright uh, he serves as the students and missions pastor uh, at connection church dublin and man just does a phenomenal job but uh, even deeper than that, man, he is one of my closest brothers and friends and just excited uh, to have you here. So, AJ, man, welcome uh, to the podcast. This is uh, hopefully going to go good. I appreciate you having me on, brother. Yeah. Well, uh, if I could, I don't even know where to get started. Probably over the last six years, uh, we probably spent more time together than uh, maybe my wife and children uh, kind of takes the cake. But my wife would say that. I, I spent a lot of time at your house, brother. We, we talk on the phone a good bit, uh, kind of. Every, every 30 minutes. <laughs> so so what started as a company supply burger, um, yeah, from there, man, just uh, I've just really enjoyed the journey. But, you know, we're talking about real authentic discipleship and doing it life on life that, you know, discipleship isn't throwing someone in a class but uh, doing life together. So maybe just just share what has been your experience and why is discipleship, man, something the church really needs to, to do? Man, trying to figure out where to pick up and where to even start with that. There's so much that I can talk through is why discipleship is important. Um, I grew up in church. You know, I was a good church boy. I, I sung in the Sunshine Band. I handed out the fans to all the old women that were sweating in church because they were sitting there till 3 o'clock in the afternoon. Um, I did it all. I ran the sound system, sung in the Sunshine Band. You name it, I've done it. And one of the things, I was just taught to be a, a good boy, pray a little bit and read your Bible, you know, but nobody never showed me, showed me how to pray, showed me how to do any of those things. And I've always preached this to our youth ministry that, you know, you're going to be an average of five of your best friends, right? So as five of your best friends do all these horrible things, you're going to be doing those horrible things. But what happened is five of your best friends love Jesus, especially if they're de they devote their life to Jesus. And I didn't think I truly experienced that until I moved to Dublin. You mentioned what started with the company supply burger it took off from there i just remember that time we sat in that company supply and we started talking about church and i told him i was moving back to dublin and i was like man i want to plug in and help you plant this church i don't really know what it looks like i didn't know what i was asking for me being a youth pastor a missions pastor none of that stuff was on my mind whatsoever but you know the one thing that got me was you asked me to go to chick-fil-a and read the bible you told me to come to Chick-fil-A, and we opened the book up to 1 John, and we began to read together. And then you would tell me something simple. Hey, why don't you go home, and I want you to, before we meet next week, I want you to read it and then highlight anything that stands out to you, and let's talk about it. I would go home, and then, and 11 o'clock at night before we meet, I would sit there at my table, and I would read the Bible. And I would go look at David Guzik on Google, trying to look at the commentaries, trying to understand what 1 John is actually talking about. And somewhere between 1 John chapter 1 and I would say 1 John chapter 3, it's like scales fell off my eyes. I remember tear. I can remember the first tear that fell and hit my Bible. I remember all those things of the Word of God coming alive in my heart. I remember looking at Buck and I would see a man who was sitting there passionate about the things of God, passionate about um, just reaching people. 
you know, and he, and he had, didn't have the most money. He didn't drive the best looking, the most attractive truck. I mean, the boy oh, had. Let me interject. The, the, <laughs> I miss my red Chevy every day. Uh, so, oh, man, the red yeah. Chevy with a. I, I, I used to be a police officer, and one day I, I had to unlock his car for him, and I sh- unlocked it and I slammed the door, and the mirror fell off. <laughs> Come on, man. <laughs> <laughs> so I put his mirror back in his seat, and I drove off acting like nothing ever happened. Um, he had so much brake dust on that front one. You thought that joke was dark brown <laughs> from the factory. Never washed it. Hot sauce in the cup holder. Let's go. But anyway, I saw that to say this. This man who 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 had like like I grew up very materialistic. I wanted all the nice things, and I saw this guy who 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 whose heart whose whose joy was found in Jesus. And I never truly seen somebody my age live their life like that. And I wanted that. You know, and I tell people all the time, I was dumb enough to keep going back to those meetings, and the fire that this man had jumped on me and you know, he started teaching me to read the word. I tell people all the time, I feel like sometimes we we, we push people to get saved, we push them to get baptized, but we call that, we've always called it, what, that butt-tap discipleship. Slap you on the butt, go read your Bible, do good things. But no, somebody has to teach you. That's the third part of the Great Commission. We have to teach them how to obey. And when you begin to teach me, man, that's when it began to take off in my life. And from 2017 to 2022, going into 2023, man, my life took off. I'm telling you. Man, well, as funny as you were talking, I just think back to, to episode one. I talked a little bit about my story of it sounds like Billy Shiver in my life, which is just, yeah. you know what I mean? Exactly like it. And, and just for everyone listening, uh, I listened to episode one, and, and prayerfully this uh, this podcast will get better. <laughs> and uh, AJ, you being on here is definitely uh, a part of that. But no, I think back of, you know, the way you're talking is the way like I feel. And it just kind of, to me, affirms that. I think that's how Jesus wanted us to do it is we, we rub life together and uh, you know, we, we spend enough time of, you know, the Bible says that, you know, iron sharpens iron. So one man sharpens another. Well, we, we have to be in proximity to be sharpened. And, you know, um, I, I think the next topic of conversation, and let me just say for, for those listening of, you know, you never know what Jesus is going to do with your one. And, and AJ, I know you, you wouldn't say this, but man, just how, God has used you to reach so many people and just who you are in our community. It's been a, a joy of my life to watch you become who God's called you to become. And and the best is still yet to come, which is, just excites me. Um, and I know you'd never say that, so let me say it. You're going to make me start crying. I start sniffing <laughs> on the mic. But, uh, but something that I, I, I think would be cool for us to talk about is, um, you know, as we talk about sharing life on life, that, that we have to be real. And I think we both... Um, I think we formed a relationship where you know me and, and you let me know you, uh, the good and the bad and the ugly, and we don't have to go deep in that. But I think so so many times the church misses that, that it's a place where we have to pretend to belong, yeah. and that I don't think that's what the Lord had in mind for discipleship. What do you think about that? Man, I believe, and if I want somebody to be transparent with me, I got to be transparent with some, somebody else. And you modeled that for me when you start discipling me. You told me your testimony, and man, man, you hit it off because my testimony was almost identical to your testimony. And I was like, man, this is a dude I can be real with. I've always had to put on a show in front of the people and act like I, I had it together, you know. But when I could really tell somebody what I was going through, what I was struggling with, that's when it really was opened my eyes. Like, man, this is what it's all about, you know. So many people act like they got it together. No, like this is what I've struggled at, and this is what God's rescued me from, and this is how He did it, you know. And having somebody to walk alongside you just really, it, it made me want to be closer to you. It made me want to tell you more things about me because I've listened, I watched you be transparent with me. Right. Yeah, man, I think that's, I think it's so cool. And I think, you know, 
we talked about that a little bit in episode one of, you know, Jesus is faithful to meet us where we are when we're, when we're honest about where we are and that, man, you know, when we have people in our life that, um, that, that we, that want to help us grow. I think that's just so powerful. And again, you know, this didn't happen in a program. It didn't go through, um, you know, A plus B equals C, but again, life on life. And, uh, I just think that's, that's so, that's so powerful. So maybe now let's kind of transition of, you told me your story and how have you seen this, this chain of, again, um, real life, you know, making disciples and, and how important it is. How have you seen it as you pass it along to other people? You know, how, tell me about it when you actually became the person to share this, this life and good news with someone else. Man, trying to figure out where to go back on this one. Before I became a youth pastor and became in full-time ministry, one of my professions was I was a police officer full-time. Um, and I began to see myself as as a as a missionary called to be a police officer. So what that would cause me to do was I would get my patrol car and I used that patrol car as a tool to go and share the good news of Jesus Christ with everybody I, I came in contact with. But before I started actually sharing the gospel with them, I didn't know how to do it. So what I would do is I would go and I would invite everybody I came in contact with the church. So literally I would aggravate people over and over and over until they would come to church. I think of Randy, which is one of our elders. I aggravated him week after week after week until the boy stepped up in the church and then three Sundays later he gets saved, you know. And I started seeing that and I was swinging and I was hitting. I wasn't missing. I was literally just getting people to come and people are getting saved. And what I began to see is like, man, you know, one day I remember I, I met with a guy. It was during the eclipse. And I brought him up here and I, as you was was sharing the gospel with this guy, I was like, man, I don't have to keep bringing these people up here to him. And one of the things about discipleship is you modeled it in front of me, and you didn't. it's like you wouldn't teach me, you was modeling in front of me as well. So one thing you did, you shared the gospel, and I began to mark in my Bible every place you went to with the gospel with this guy. And then I started trying to replicate that on my own back out in the community again. And I remember the first time I shared the gospel with one of my buddies on the front porch that night, um, you know, I think I called you fired up that, man, the Holy Spirit just prompted me. I go to share the gospel, and this man gets saved. I had to Google the, I had to Google a version of the sinner's prayer on my phone to try to walk this man through something, but I had just led this man to Christ, and it, and it was addictive. I was like, I got to have more of this. I got to do this again. And I was like, man, it ignited a passion to me. I was like, man, every person I come in contact with, because the guy that, that gave his life to Christ was the guy that, that nobody in this community wanted to reach. They thought they looked at his past. They looked at his sin. They was like, oh, he's an alcoholic. He's this. He's that. No, that man deserves a relationship with Jesus. Right. Mm. Yeah, man, I know we talked about this a little a little before, but you know, it kind of makes me think of Paul in Corinthians where he says, you know, imitate me as I imitate Christ. And I've heard you say this before of, you know, would you agree that discipleship is just as much caught as it is taught? I would wholeheartedly agree that. Yeah. Yeah. So, man, I think that's I just think that's good. Um, you know, as we as we kind of transition now of you know, this, this real life and, you know, what do you feel like, and, and I'm going to give you the freedom in a minute. I know missions is coming up at some point that, that we need to be making world disciples, but well, everybody should have a global vision. <laughs> there you go. Let's go. If we, if we get started, this will be our 45 minute podcast. But, um, I guess the question I would maybe, uh, pose to you is this is what do you think is the, the biggest barrier from, uh, the local church really embracing this? And, and doing it where we are, and, and obviously, like there, there are some churches out there that are that are getting it done. But you know, when I read the church in Acts, and we're going through that series currently uh, in our church, when 
when we read the book of Acts, we see this church that's a movement. It's, it's powerful. It changes communities. It changes lives, and people are, are going with it. What do you feel like holds uh, maybe us back or the church back in our time and place where we live from that actually happening as God, you know, we see it happening in the book of Acts? Man, I've just heard it, and you've heard me say it all the time. We know, and I got it from J.D. Greer, church is a movement of people, and if you ain't moving, then you ain't part of the movement. We got to be moving. We have something we have to do with our faith. I think we've 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 seen a culture, and I grew up in a culture that going doing something with your faith is going to church and sitting here in a sermon for an hour, you know. And then the church would end, and you go home. I call it do the do the the boot and scoot shuffle. <laughs> go sit on your boot and scoot when the church service is over with. Right? Can we trademark that? That's, I think that's I, that's, good. I think we got to use that one. But we were doing uh, that old boot and scoot shuffle, and then it was never – you never was challenged to do anything with your faith. You know what I mean? And then you get a bunch of people who are, I call it, spiritually constipated, where we were just taking in, taking in, taking in, consuming, 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 but never putting anything back out. But we're called to do something, and, and I'm telling you, man, that's what I love about our church is that we challenge our members to go out and live this out, to go out and be the hands and feet of Jesus, go out and meet people where they are and give them where God wants them to be. And I believe, I think – we, as a church, we always talk about all the time, let's do a new thing. Let's do a new thing. No, let's go do the old thing, what we see in, in, in Scripture, what we see in the book of Acts of, of people that are ordinary, untrained men going and sharing the goodness of Jesus everywhere they go. Yeah, man, that's good. We, you know, we've, we've talked about it, and this is good for us to hear you know, concept-wise of the church is a lot more effective as an army than an audience. Yes. And I think you'd agree with me with this of – you know, one of the one of the episodes we talked about the distinction between a Christian and a disciple. That a Christian, uh, you know, wants Jesus as Savior, but disciples are super Christians. But we see that God uses everyday ordinary people that put their yes on the table. So I think for the people listening that say, "Man, this these two guys, man, they're just something special." I think we just serve a special Savior. Would yes. You, would you agree with that? Yes, I would wholeheartedly agree with that. I was a police officer, dirt road deputy, you name it, I've done it. And God, you, here God is using me. My baggage, everything I would have had, he put it on the cross. Right. And he's using me. Right. Yeah. Yeah, man. Get me all, get me all fired up. Uh, so thinking about, <laughs> and, uh, and real quick, um, man, you're, you're doing great. So we had... Uh, Shamrock Tea, shout out Shamrock Tea in Dublin. Um, but I think my, must heart, be coming is, my heart is still beating from okay. that tea I drunk about seven miles ago. It's still doing its job. Still it's doing still it. doing its job. But um, but yeah. So kind of looking at you know this this idea of authentic discipleship and you know what does it look like? I, I think something you said that that brought to mind to me that is so important of you know our doing for God. But something that I think back on was. I began to read the Bible and understand it, and you know, I think I think we start there of so many people that feel like, man, I've got to, and I've got to be better. I've got to do better. And obviously, you said that there's a very special, it's a very special Savior, and this Savior uses everyday ordinary people. So, what, what would you say about the importance of discipleship and reading the Bible? Like, do you, would you say it kind of starts there of, man, just make it a discipline to, to start reading the Word? I would say absolutely make it a discipline to open the Word of God and read it. I'm actually preaching on this this, this Sunday coming up, but it not, so I just, it's fresh on my heart. But I've heard people say, well, I like to go sit in a deer stand and meet with, meet with God. And that's all fine and dandy. I mean, you're enjoying this creation, but and this will be me this month. But go ahead, continue. <laughs> yeah. I like to open my Bible. I, I, I like to go in my deer stand. I like to meet with God. I was like, no, you should be meeting the God when His word is, when His word is open, because the word of God speaks when His word is open. 
You know, so we should be reading God's word. We should be spending time in God's word. When the scales fell off of my eyes, I had God's word open and I was reading and I was trying to meditate on what God was saying to me. So I, I believe if somebody tells me that, that they're not hearing God speak, I'm going to ask, well, where's your Bible at? How many times have you opened your Bible this week? Right. You know, in the average American household, we got four Bibles per home and probably I guarantee bar 75 to 80% of them don't, don't ever get read. You know, you, but you expect God to speak, but we're not putting our place in the heart posture to be able to receive what he's saying to us because we don't have his Bible open. Right. Yeah, man. And golly. And you, so we're kind of connecting the dots. So uh, a good friendship with gospel intentionality. We begin to we begin to read the word together. And uh, man, I, you know, I don't think either one of us from that Chick-fil-A booth to now, I don't think we ever could have guessed yeah. we'd be doing what we're doing. So we we are uh, partners together in ministry. Just, go, I, go ahead. And yeah. One thing I want to say, man, it's just like when you begin to teach someone else the things that God's teaching you, you you you, you open yourself to experience a level of of, of of depth with God. You know what I mean? Like you'll never grow past the gospel. You grow deeper than what you already know. If that makes sense. So if you start to teach people about the gospel, begin to teach people the things of God that God is teaching you, it's like the that depth you're looking for, the nearness that you're looking for with God is like boomerang back to you and you begin to experience a, a depth that you never thought you could experience before. It's like you're really dipping below that surface level of Christianity. Yeah, man, I think that's so good. If you, you know, for so long, I think we want to learn, learn, learn. And I think I grew more, just like you're talking about, when... I began to teach others what I was learning. I, I got close to God, and it seemed like he's always been sufficient to give us what He what we need to do what he calls us to do. Because You know what I mean? Amen. And so discipleship, I think what, what holds so many people back is that I don't know enough or, you know, I could never do that. And, you know, next steps are scary, but the fruit of doing it, man, it, you can't, you man, know what I mean? Man, like, think it, back it, think it, back of all the stories. Yeah, man, of, I, I think of one of the guys in our church, man, he just got saved, and this boy's on fire. And yeah. he, he got saved, and a week later, he is trying to share the gospel with somebody, but he doesn't know how to. So what he does is he goes back to what he heard in the sermon the, night before, the week before, and he started talking through what he learned in the sermon to this person trying to lead him to Christ. Right. You know, like, you don't have to know everything. You, you just go, and you just be obedient. God will give you what you need in the time you need it. That's right. And I think, you know, and this is this could go way off the rails, and we won't go there, but... You know, I look at our nation, I look at the times, I look at, you know, I think there is this urgency around recapturing um, what the church was meant to be, and that a lot of times churches don't have a lot of influence in communities, but again, we go back to the book of Acts, and we see that this has potential to change lives, this has potential to change communities, and I know in our part of the world where we live, and, and I think most of the nation would say we're a we're a divided country. We are uh, people are suffering. It's it's very challenging times, but we know but we know a savior that it, he promises something better: love, joy, peace, uh, all these things. That man, as the church continues to grow and multiply, we're going to see a, a better future for our nation and wherever that God may send us to plant us. Look at Philip in the, in the book of Acts yeah. before he left yep. and went and met the Ethiopian eunuch. It says that very last part of that section says, and there was great joy in that yes. city. Yes. If we're living out what we see in scripture and we put what we know in our head to our feet and we begin to walk it out, people will experience joy in this city. Yes. 100%. No, I think that's great. I think that's fantastic. And so, man, as we kind of wrap up and we could, man, we could keep going. Um, Again, real oh, this quick. This is good, man. Yeah, I know. I it all day. <laughs> it is. So what we want to do is we want to encourage, we want to equip, and we want to empower you, the listeners, 
of these stories, uh, man, we have so many, but God has stories for you in front of you. And so just one, I want to encourage you, um, man, whatever your next step is, uh, we, we genuinely believe that as you spend time with God and you spend time with God's people, you're going to grow and God has called you to make disciples, that it's not set apart for super Christians. So I want to encourage you with that. Um, I, I want to tell you this. is The Bible says in, in Second Second uh, Peter 1 that if, if we have the Holy Spirit, we have everything we need for a godly life. And so just as you said, I love that story of he just got it and began to share this good news. And so as much as we are being equipped, we've also been empowered by the Holy Spirit uh, to go and tell people about Jesus and just to be faithful with the information we have. You know, you, you, you made a point about, you know, consuming and contributing in that right now, if we know Jesus, we have what we need to do the very next thing he calls us to do. And, um, and so uh, for Empower, you're an encourager. AJ, you're one of the, uh, just a great evangelist, uh, friend, brother, uh, partner in ministry. So w- what would you say to, to everyone as we kind of close out this episode um, to maybe encourage them and empower them to, to go and do what God's called us all to do? Man, if I had to, to say anything to anybody and let them know, especially the believer, to encourage you, God has placed something inside of you, his Holy Spirit. His Holy Spirit gives you everything you need to accomplish everything God has for you. We were created on purpose for a purpose. And I always tell people we were created to know God and make him known. If you're living inside the will of God, and if you, anybody's ever heard me preach, I talk about the global thread, Genesis, the revelation of God, which bringing the nations back to himself. If we're living in the will of God, we're doing that Acts 1-8. He says, when the Holy Spirit falls, falls, he says, you will be my witnesses. If we're doing those things, I believe we'll get God's provision in our life. So if we, if we seek to align ourselves with his will, We'll get his provision, and we'll have everything we need. Amen. So good. So good. So quick quick memory um, to the red Chevy that is now probably in a junkyard. I, I miss you. Thank you for a great time. And, uh, AJ, thank you for uh, my remembering the time my window was out and for the nasty cup holders. So, I appreciate uh, you. It, this welcome. is the real authentic podcast. Well, you know, we have authentic relationships. <laughs> we do, and and it's very real that I did not take care of the inside of that truck. But I do miss her. But no, man, thank you guys for joining us. I pray that someone needs to hear this, that you would share it. And, man, we want to encourage you uh, to go and make disciples. Remember, we only get to do life one time. Let's live it on purpose. We'll see you guys next time.